Hey everyone and welcome. My name is Suzanne O'Brien. Thank you for being here on this episode of Ask a Deaf Doula. I'm going to share with you what to say to somebody who just got a terminal diagnosis. It's an extremely difficult period of time as you can only imagine. You might even know somebody that you love or even someone that had this experience. So you can kind of go back into what you felt and how you were either equipped with information and a comfort level to be able to be of support or maybe lacking that. And so most people are not able to feel comfortable in that space. Um, so I'm going to share with you a lot of information from the bedside of what I've learned working with patients and families for over a decade with end-of-life experiences. One of the most critical time periods is when someone just gets a terminal diagnosis. And it's very interesting because a lot of the times that I am working with medical providers and families, and especially now with the end-of-life doula movement in full swing, which we're really, really happy about, um, the hospices and medical uh, people out in the world are saying, well, you know, it's that last period of time with somebody at end of life. It's that last vigil period, the 11th hour. Um, and yes, that's critically important, but the time that somebody gets their first terminal diagnosis is equally as critical, a little different, but equally as critical. It's so important for us to show up at that time and to be able to offer support, but what can we do? And we're gonna talk about that today. And what can you say? Now, this is a platform of free education um, to help better people's experiences with knowledge at the end of life. This is a place that there is no judgment. So when we share information, it's not ever to criticize or judge anyone. I think that everyone has an open heart and wants the same goal for people. Some just don't know how to go about that sometimes in the best way, but I think our intentions are always in the right place. So when someone gets a terminal diagnosis, oftentimes it is a period where they go into shock, where they shut down, go into a withdrawal. And you can only imagine that if somebody tells you that your life as you know it has an absolute time frame left on it, nothing else really matters. And so for me, I've had many people come up to me and say, oh, Suzanne, I had a friend who got a terminal diagnosis and I didn't know what to say, so I didn't show up, so I didn't call, so I didn't offer support. And they felt really guilty about that. And I understand that. So let's talk about what you can say to somebody Who's at the, who just got a terminal diagnosis at the end of life. Can you say it's gonna be okay? You can't because we don't know that. It's not our journey, it's their journey. Can you say I'm sorry? It's really not preferred. So working with so many people, and again, the way that I learn is by asking my patients, what do you need? What do you want from other people? And for me doing, again, over a thousand bedside experiences with patients, really observing what worked, what didn't work, um, what I felt was the most resourceful in this, again, initial stage of end of life. 
And you have to remember the sensitivity to being the person that just gets a terminal diagnosis. It is taking control away from them because you're taking, you're telling them they have a time period left on their life, which basically, you know, is that's all they can think about. You can understand that. And so that's a feeling of loss of control. So what we want to do is keep that in mind when we show up to be of assistance to people at that very, very initial state where we want to show up and, and ask them what we can do for them. Because it's going to be different for each person. Every experience of end of life is unique. There's not one that is exactly the same as another. So you, you wanna show up, you need to be there for people. But when you do, ask them what you can do for them. Let them give you direction because oftentimes they've been sick for quite some time, that they're weak, they're not feeling well, um, and they might have a bunch of things that they have on their to-do list that they can then delegate to you, and it gives them back that sense of some kind of control because they're giving you direction. They're giving you things to do, so it's giving them back decision-making and control over whatever they can within this situation. So it's, it's very, very um, healthy for them to feel that they still have the means of directing, even though they might not physically be able to do a lot of those things, you're saying, I will do that for you. I am here for you. And it's very important. So again, it could be, you know, take my dog to the dog park, or can you help my wife? Or can you go grocery shopping? Let them direct you. The other thing that I think is very important here is that do you always need to say something? I think that we're so consumed with the uncomfortable feeling of, of quiet that we fill it and sometimes we fill it with just filler words and, and oftentimes sometimes the wrong things that we say. So do you always have to say something? Can you say I'm here with you? Can you say, I will walk this journey with you? Yes. And how beautiful that is to somebody to, to know that you've got their back. Um, I think most of the patients that I've had, very much so, the, the just me telling them that I am here for them and that I will be a phone call away if they need me, made them feel so much more secure in their journey, knowing that I had their back and said that. So a lot of times they didn't even call me that much um, at a certain point because we had really good care over what was going on, but just them knowing that I was a phone call away and that I was committed and dedicated to walk the journey with them made them feel really good. So you can say that. You can say, I'm here for you. Let me know what you need me to do. And I oftentimes will do this with the patient who is an end-of-life patient and also with the main caregiver. So remember, please, that the main caregiver has walked this journey and is going through this experience as intensely as that person that is the end-of-life patient. And many times, nobody's turned to the caregiver and said, how are you doing? What can I do for you? So it's super important to be able to remember that. So let's talk about what it means to get that, what that might feel like to get that terminal diagnosis. A loss of control, and many times people have been not well up until the point that they get that terminal diagnosis. So they're very weak, 
Um, I've come into a lot of cases myself with, you know, things being kind of in disarray, it, you know, exhaustion, um, you know, unkempt houses or whatever it is, because it's really hard to not feel well. And again, the main caregiver is usually the person who is going ahead and bringing the patient to all the appointments. So it's been a lot on them as well. So what we want to do is remember the loss of control that someone might feel and usually does when they get a terminal diagnosis at the end of life. <clears throat> Keep that in mind to know that we want to show up. We want to be there for them. We have to be there for them because um, it's, it's some, this is the time period where we can't get back. We can't do this over. So that's why I want to come out and be able to share with you information to empower you that you can show up for those you love and your family members with the tools that will be effective and also that you'll be comfortable enough to show up or else you will be like some of my patients and families that come to me and say, um, I regret somebody got a terminal diagnosis and I wasn't there for them and I have held that regret every day of my life. So we don't want that. But when you show up, Remember that it's not appropriate to say, I'm sorry. It's not appropriate to say it's going to be okay because it's their journey and we're, we're not experiencing. We're not here to tell them what's going to happen and it might not be okay. It might not be okay the whole time. We hope that it gets to a place that it's going to be okay, that they're going to find peace and acceptance within this end of life experience, but that takes work. And, and we'll educate and talk about what the phases of end of life are in this podcast. But initially, we show up. Do we always have to say something? We don't always have to say something. What can you say? You can say, I'm going to be here for you. You can say, I'm going to walk this journey with you. You can say, you can ask, what can I do for you? Tell me what you need. So many people are walking on eggshells around people at end of life and they're so uncomfortable with their own mortality that we don't know what to do or what to say. And sometimes the simplest thing is asking the person, what can I do for you? Direct me. Let me do the things that you would want to do, but let me go do them for you. You just tell me what you want to do, have done. So it gives them back a sense of control. Now, the other thing that's very important is that I always share that you need to meet the patient and the caregiver where they are in their experience. This is their experience. This is the patient's experience. Do we need to show up? 100%. We need to be there for one another, and we can be. The missing piece here, I feel, like, is the information on how to show up. What do I say? What do I do? What does this all mean? And that's what this podcast is going to help with. Answering your questions, giving you information to empower you, and helping you to feel comfortable in that space so you can be there for your loved ones and for people at the end of life when, you know, they need you probably more than at any other time. So we want to be able to do that. So we're going to show up we're going to ask, what can I do for you? We're going to meet them where they are. What does that mean, Suzanne? Okay, let me share. That means that if somebody is in, especially in the initial phase of getting a diagnosis, 
It can be shock, which most of the time it's a shock withdrawal. It can be anger. It can be denial. People can just be completely in denial. And you know what? We're going to support them wherever they are. And we're going to do the same thing. What can I do for you? Um, sometimes they can appear with humor. I haven't really had that experience. And I've been with a lot of people. Um, it's mostly the shock. And there's, there can be a lot of denial because we're in such a death phobic society right now. In fact, death is the second leading fear in this country. Number one is public speaking. I'm saying that because everyone always asks me that question. Um, we want to be there for each other. Remember that nine out of 10 people want to be kept at home when they're terminally ill. We need a support system. We need education and we need to be there for one another to be able to have that done and done well so that families can feel comfortable and supported. And that takes all of us to do that. So whether you're a community member, you're a family, you're a friend, we want to show up and I want to give you the tools to be able to do that in the best possible way. So what can you say to somebody who gets a terminal diagnosis? You want to show up. You don't always need to say a lot, but what you can say is, what can I do for you? And I'm going to be here with you on this journey. I'm going to be here with you and I'm going to be here with your wife and I'm going to be here with your family and we're going to do this journey together. And that support can mean so much to somebody. So I want to thank you again for being here on this episode of Ask a Death Doula with what you can say to someone who just got a terminal diagnosis. And we will take you on a complete journey. I will be answering all of your questions. I will be interviewing wonderful leaders in the, in the information of end of life and aging to empower you so that you can have the best experience um, with your family because we only get one opportunity to do that correctly. So thank you very much for this episode of Ask a Death Doula. My name is Suzanne O'Brien. We will see you on the next one. Good night, everyone. <music>